This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. Keep Leslie in your pocket. Go to lesliemarshallshow.com forward slash members. We are back. So is he. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Happy Yom Kippur. This is John Amato joining us, founder of the famous CrooksAndLiars.com. They're an American left-wing political blog. He also co-authored the book Over the Cliff, How Obama's Election Drove the American Right Insane. You can find it at Amazon.com. John, welcome back. Happy hump day. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Leslie. How are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Um, uh, Kurt Eichenwald, who's been on the show, senior writer for Newsweek magazine, um, has um, uh, alleged uh, this. We heard a lot of people, and you yourself have as well, that um, Trump, it would seem, at least by comments in the last debate, had information that WikiLeaks had not yet released to the public with their, quote, Clinton email dump. Uh, So let's talk about this. Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign chairman, John Podesta, yesterday said first that the FBI is investigating a criminal hack of his private email account. He blames this on Russia, and he suggested that the campaign of the Republican presidential nominee, Donald Trump, could have known what was coming. This is what he said. I've been involved in politics for nearly five decades, and this is definitely the first campaign that I've been involved in with which I have had to tangle with Russian intelligence agencies who seem to be doing everything they can on behalf of our opponent, Podesta told reporters aboard the Democratic nominee's plane when it was returning from campaign stops in Florida. Um, so let, let's talk about this. Um, how, how, first of all, do we know whether or not these emails, in fact, are are actually true, if they've been edited, if there's been any fraud or falsification of information here? Because, one, the Clinton camp says they're not responding yet and not verifying whether they're true or not. Two... We have two outlets, at least MSNBC Television and Newsweek Magazine, as far as I understand, who have like cyber forensic type people uh, looking into the authenticity of this. And uh, then the FBI is, in fact, correct, investigating uh, a criminal hack. But a criminal hack doesn't necessarily mean the information in this is not accurate. So uh, talk to us. Right. Well, yeah, you know, there hasn't been actual verification of any of, of any of the information released now. Uh, people that, you know, are against Hillary and, and for Trump, or at least uh, supporting uh, uh, Russia in this matter, you know, claim that during the debate, you know, because Hillary didn't refute a particular line that Trump used, that she was, in fact, verifying. But, you know, in reality, in the past, we've had recently some really bad document dumps from WikiLeaks. You know, and, I was, and I'm, you know, I've always been a WikiLeaks supporter, but... Um, Never, but I was really surprised when Julian Assange, you know, basically said he was going to inject himself into the election. But, um, you know, and, 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 and John, sorry to was, interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. So the people understand what's Julian Assange's beef, the head of WikiLeaks with Hillary Clinton, so the people understand. Well, I mean, there was, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure if he said this now. I have, as you know, it's so crazy. I have so much information in my brain right now covering all this craziness. But there was. 
there was like jokes that someone passed on that said that Hillary Clinton was trying to get a, you know, a drone strike on him and all that stuff. I mean, I can't really tell you uh, what his motivation is other than just disliking Hillary and, and possibly also, you know, when he's in the state, when she was in the State Department and when the whole um, Snowden stuff was happening um, and, and with WikiLeaks, you know, previously, um, he's probably not a fan of many people in power in the American government. I would so, imagine. Uh, I would imagine not at all an extradition order, and you know, I'm hiding right. out in an embassy, and that you know uh, drives you crazy. Um, is there, as far as you know, from your uh, research, John, is there evidence uh, enough? And this is the, is F, is the FBI looking into Russia hacking because they're in a sense directly trying to hack to become involved in and to upset the outcome of our our presidential election, which would be a rigged election if, in fact, they pulled that off. No, well, I mean, we've seen this time and time again so far in this election cycle where there's been hacks and the government is investigating and it's obvious to most people that this is what's going on. You know, it's, look, let's face it, in the history of politics, right, there are governments that spy on other governments' elections. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. But, um, you know, I'm not saying like they hacked everything, but, you know, because, you know, computers weren't used like they were today. But they've always been investigating and keeping an eye on elections to figure out geopolitically how it helps them. But this is the first time, you know, that there's been actual breaches um, just for one party where and, uh, and that have been trying to do damage to that party. So it's definitely ongoing and it's happening. It's unfortunate. But, and, you know, here's the thing, you know, with the way that Trump has been playing it, there's been so much speculation and actually words from his own son that's come out about all these Russian investors in his properties. Uh, one of the reasons Trump, I believe, is not releasing his tax returns is because it'll show how involved he's in with, with Russian big business people. And, and we don't know what's going on you know, with his own businesses tied to these people. So why would he... Yeah, they had some things out today, John, that showed that Trump lied about business dealings in Russia. We're going to be back with you, John. Stick around, buddy. We've got to take a quick break. And back to you, uh, America. Keep listening here. And back to John Amato, founder of the famous CrooksAndLiars.com. They're an American left-wing political blog. Check it out. Also go to Amazon to check out his book, Over the Cliff, How Obama's Election Drove the American Right Insane. Back after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio of four and by you, the people. Glad to have you join us. So, yeah, any questions for our guests, pick up the phone, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. John Amato is our guest. He's founder of the famous CrooksAndLiars.com. They're an American left-wing political blog. He also co-authors, is co-author of Over the Cliff, How Obama's Election Drove 
the American right insane that can be found on amazon.com. Um, we, before we move on, John, to the next topic, um, and in discussing before the break, the Clinton campaign chairman, John Podesta, tying the email hack to the Russians and suggesting that Trump had early warning. Is there anything more that you'd like to say on that, uh, before well, uh, we move yeah, two on? Two quick things. Um, first, what we talked about before the break about why Assange doesn't like Hillary, it just came back to me, which is, uh, he's not, he's never been a fan of U.S. foreign policy. And uh, and especially wasn't he's not a fan of, of he considers Hillary a liberal hawk and believes that Trump uh, is kind of like unpredictable and so that's why he sort of dislikes Hillary Clinton. But on the John Podesta thing, I mean Podesta thought you know it's a Washington Post article that Roger Stone came up to a month ago and said you're going to get yours right and so and basically you're going to be ruined because you know i mean anybody with a brain would assume that roger stone's getting information that that you know that that he's been targeted and in fact uh Podesta has been targeted so you know is it a coincidence that out of the blue you know one of the most dirty tricks politics men in in the country roger stone goes after john podesta and tells him straight out and then bang it happens uh, isn't that a strong correlation all right and anything else with that before we move on to the senate and the composition thereof uh no i'm cool it's just it's really a shame that this is coming down you know as and I think as progressives, right, if they were hacking Republicans and, and you know, obviously we'd like kind of like it because, you know, we're rooting for our team. But on the flip side, this is just it shouldn't really be happening in this election, in any election. It, 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 it's really our privacies are getting really destroyed. You know, they're not they're not hacking into, uh, you know, government war plans and the Pentagon papers. They're going into people's personal accounts. And it's really, you know, it's fine tingling. You know, I, I want to talk about something else that obviously people are forgetting uh, about, that this is not just a presidential election, but there are many House and Senate seats up for grab. And, um, you know, uh, Paul Ryan, uh, who is the House Majority Leader, has pretty much said, look, I'm not backing Trump. You do what you want, but you got to look at the House and the Senate seats. Uh, Democrats are extremely confident right now that they're going to capture control of the Senate uh, November 8th. And that's certainly in the wake of Donald Trump's drop in the polls and his intensifying civil war uh, with the Republican Party. I mean, there's a huge uh, fragmentation within that party right now. Winning the majority is a given. That's what Democratic officials told The Hill. And that adds uh, to the signs uh, to point to a pickup of about seven seats or more, possibly on Election Day. And to win control of the Senate, Democrats need to pick up four seats on, on November 8th, five if Trump wins the White House. Uh, do you think the Democrats got the Senate, and how is the House looking? Well, the House is going to be much more difficult because of gerrymandering. Um, but the Senate does look good because they have so many seats open in battleground states and in not just strictly red states. So especially when you have, you know, in general election, obviously there's more people come out voting. And a lot of people who, who aren't following politics very closely They'll say, you know what, I'm voting for Hillary. Or, you know, and then they'll just mark D's down on all the other candidates because they just don't even have the time, right? They're trying to feed their families and work. And, uh, and so they just, so it follows suit that they just take that and, and go with that one party and move on. And whenever you have this many seats open, they are going to lose a lot of seats. Um, you know, we have myself, Howie Klein, and Digby from Hullabaloo. We have a political pack called Blue America Pack. 
And right now we're supporting, uh, we do a lot of house races, but we're also supporting Ray Metcalf in, in Arkansas and Russ Feingold in, in, who's doing very well in Wisconsin. And, um, and these are seats that we are going to take, and I look for a definite split in the Senate. Um, you know, we wish we had Patty Murray in the seat because she did a tremendous job for the Democrats when she was running the DSCC. But um, it's, you know, it, it's fairly obvious that any political funded out there that the Senate's going to flip. Okay, so when we look right now, um, you know, between, uh, honestly, John, some people would say it's a sure thing. And to me, I say, hold your breath. Uh, This, you know, we're we're still almost a month away or three and a half weeks away uh, from Election Day. Uh, But right now, when we look at the polls, not only are Democrats doing well in their respected races uh, state by state, but we are looking even from a Fox News electoral college map at possibly Florida turning blue, Colorado, Nevada turning blue, and Arizona's looking kind of purple. Right. I mean, you know, and here's the interesting factor, right? Because you have, you know, you can have solid conservative, solid Tea Party, uh, you know, senators, solid conservatives and Republicans, but if they're fighting with Trump and, and not supporting him now, you have that Trump contingency of voters. That are lashing out because they don't really care what Trump does or says or what his policies about. They're into an authoritarian type of a leader, and so they want Trump, and they're they will punish these Republicans that are running, you know, just to make a point, right? So, so they're in a real pickle. And the fact that Trump is now just actively attacking them. I mean, yesterday Trump was on Bill O'Reilly. I don't know if your uh, listeners caught any of that, but he was going hard after John McCain and, and basically said he wouldn't go into a foxhole with him. And this is a guy, you know, that fought in a war that, that Trump, you know, bailed out from and, and was captured and was a you know prisoner of war and he's making references to foxhole. So he's causing the rest of that party a lot of heartache and putting supporters, diehard Trump supporters, now on the offensive attacking anybody that that's not just blindly gonna support Trump. So it is a very unbelievably different situation that I think we've ever seen in the history of politics. Let's talk about this divide between the Republican Party. Some people say the Republican Party will never be the same again. Um, some people say that Trump supporters will revolt after November 8th. I know you don't have a crystal ball, but if you had to go to Vegas and bet, talk to me about the reaction from Trump and his supporters uh, once it looks like he will not get the White House in uh, on November 8th. And two, uh, about the Republican Party and what happens going forward with this very fragmented uh, GOP that, you know, is in a sense in a civil war-like situation within its own party. Well, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll make some books available to you uh, that you can give out to your readers, because uh, Dave and I explained how the Tea Party began and started. And this culmination of having a Trump candidacy, it, you can read it right out of our book, how it happened, because they've taken the most extreme people and mainstreamed them into the GOP. But, you know, back when Obama won... In 2008, there were lots of articles coming out saying how conservatism is dead, right, and the Republican Party is finished. Well, especially after eight years of George Bush. But then what happened? Two years later, they organized, created, the, you know, a Tea Party movement, and took back the House. So it's, you can never write off, I, I believe, a political party. But they will have, after this election, I mean, uh, many bridges to repair and roads to clean up. 
because uh, the divide I've never seen, and I don't think you've ever seen, where you have real establishment Republicans just disavowing the nominee for the presidential race. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's historic, and it's, it's, uh, it's so surprising. I mean, I'm losing words trying to describe what's happening. But, but when you have these diehard Republicans just turning their back on the presidential nominee, uh, that's cause that's going to cause a lot of friction and a lot of anger after this election and a lot of finger pointing. You have the Sean Hannity's and the Fox News people that are telling all these never Trumpers that you've destroyed the party and we're going to go after you and vice versa. And you know, by the way, one of the things that people don't realize there's a lot of money in this infighting. These people are making a lot of money online, but there's really alt-right wing websites. I don't even like the term alt-right, to be honest with you, because it's just what conservatism is today. There's nothing alternative about it. And um, so it's going to be fun to watch, but I, I, I would not predict the demise of the Republican Party at all. Okay, let's take some calls. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. In Virginia, line two, Ishmael joins us listening on Tune In. Hi, Ishmael. Good afternoon. Question or comment for John Amato? Yes, Leslie, a question. Thank you so much to my call and hello to you, Jake. What I want to know with this Trump supporters, are we seeing Tea Party Part Two? And can you just elaborate on um, Trump and the Republican after November 8th? Now I'll take my answer off the phone. All right, thank you, Ishmael. John? Go ahead. Um, I didn't quite catch the whole question. Um, uh, go. Uh, did we lose Ishmael? Is he still with us? Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Go ahead. Go ahead uh, and repeat your question. Yeah. Uh, just basically with this Trump movement, uh, for lack of a better word, do you think it's Tea Party Part Two? And can you just elaborate on post um, uh, Republican and Donald Trump after the uh, November eighth eleven uh, November eighth election? Okay, I got you. Thanks, thanks for the question. It's actually still just Tea Party. I don't think it's a part two. It's just these Tea Party people who have been, you know, if, if you've ever listened or read about what the AM talk shows uh, hosts go about, they just attack the establishment. They've been relentless on that. Even back in 2007, when George Bush tried to do immigration reform, it was probably one of the smarter ideas Carl Rove ever had. And they got shut down more by their own party than anything else. And that started a huge movement in the, in the AM talk show of just attacking and vilifying any Republican who even hinted at wanting to do immigration reform. So I, I believe it's not a Tea Party point, you know, 2.0, if you want to say. It's just the Tea Party and the direction. And this was their inevitable conclusion at this point. I mean, it's not ended. But this is why we have a Trump candidacy. And um, going forward, it is going to be interesting because Trump, whatever you think of him, you still got over 40, you know, 40 percent. Even, even if Trump only got 25 percent of the vote, that's a lot of people on that Tea Party alt-right side that, that are very vocal. So there's going to be a big reckoning coming through after the election for sure. Okay, and I appreciate the uh, caller's call there. Um, let's uh, hit one more topic before we go to break, John, and that would be um, uh, if uh, Judge Napolitano, who is on Fox News Channel, where I am a Fox News uh, contributor, okay, um, I 
Um, I, I am uh, friendly with Judge Napolitano. I like him. I have a lot of respect for him. I may not agree with him politically, um, but I know him personally, and he is uh, a very uh, nice man. Um, as you know, at the last debate, Donald Trump trotted out three former Bill Clinton accusers hours before the second presidential debate. And then he put them um, in the audience in front of his family uh, for Hillary Clinton to see and certainly Bill and even Chelsea and her husband to see. And he did it to smear Hillary during the debate itself. And then he attacked Trump, attacked Hillary herself in her role as a defense attorney in a rape case. Um, A lot of people say it was, if not one of the lowest point in the history of presidential politics. Last night on The Kelly File, um, Megyn Kelly and uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano, who was not a Clinton fan politically, they went over the facts of the cases and and found that they were all without merit or uh, proof. Um, Basically, um, Hillary Clinton was assigned the case by the court to defend this rapist, and she wanted out and could not get out unless her client fired her. Uh, that's the law. One. Two, when people say that she laughed about the rape victim, whatever, that was proven by not just Snopes, fact check, the list goes on uh, to be uh, uh, wrong, okay? Um, as a matter of fact, Judge Napolitano said Hillary Clinton uh, did uh, nothing wrong at all. But Trump keeps uh, talking about these cases. And, John, I have so many issues, especially as a woman. Um Trump has been alleged to have raped a girl when she was 13, who's now a woman, in a case that's coming uh, to fruition here in Southern California. Julian Assange has two uh, uh, rape charges against him. Um, Yet Bill Clinton had a charge against him by a woman who, under oath not once but twice, um, you know, removed her, rescinded her accusations. And um, he, Bill Clinton's called a rapist, but Donald Trump and Julian Assange are not. And Hillary Clinton being attacked for doing her job as a defense attorney, even on a case that she was appointed by a court, by the judge of that court, and tried to get out of. Um, talk to us about this. Uh, by the yeah, way, Judge, I mean, I, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, 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 John. I just want to say this. Judge Napolitan said the three that are accusing him, referring to Bill, are cases that were never proved or alleged many, many years after the series of events. And he said the only case Bill Clinton paid any money out was after the case was dismissed because they feared it would be reinstated. He was the sitting president. In other words, like many people, sometimes you just write a check to make something go away. Uh, Paula Jones' settlement, they said, sounds like a nuisance settlement. He paid 850000 The vast majority was legal fees because only 200000 went to her, said Megan. And that's what you do to get rid of these matters when your president, Judge Napolitano, said we all know they all had a serious problem with proof, which is why none of them were ever laid out in front of a judge and a jury. And, and that's one thing. Remember, you can't bring a case to court unless there's enough evidence that somebody thinks they might be able to win that case. John, go ahead. Very quickly, we yeah. have a minute left. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. Really quick, I've been... You know, I've watched Judge Napolitano since I've been, you know, blogging, which is over 11 years. He's no fan of the left, of progressivism, of Hillary or Bill Clinton. And when he came on last night and basically refuted every charge that was made by the Trump campaign, I was surprised. But in a way, not really, when you think about it, because they've been bringing on the judge quite a lot lately with some of these leaks. And time and time again... He's been saying how there's no criminality behind any of this stuff. And he's trying to be an honest broker of what's going on instead of feeding into the Trump campaign frenzy. So the fact is that, uh, you know, and he, when he talks about Hillary, 
defending, you know, a, a rape suspect. Uh, you know, what the Trump campaign is trying to do, and they tried to do it with, with, uh, with uh, Tim Kaine, is, is turn a defense attorney, if, you are, if you're defending, if you're doing your job, you yourself are a criminal. So, um, again, there, there John, again, we're out of time. Sorry, buddy. I, got, uh, I hate to cut you off here. John Amato, check out crooksandliars.com and get his book, Over the Cliff, How Obama's Election Drove the American Right Insane. Find it on Amazon.com. Leslie Marshall, the simple truth in a complicated world. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. You ever hear something and know the world will never be the same? Houston, we have liftoff. Well, wait until you hear this one. Half price coffee. That's right. Get into McDonald's weekdays before 10.30 a.m. for any size premium roast coffee or iced coffee. Both made with 100% Arabica beans, both half the price. Good is brewing. And that's the sound of your morning changing. Limited time only. May not be combined with any offer or combo meal at participating McDonald's.